Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. Over the last two weeks, I've had three different um, incidences that kind of fall under the same category, and I'm calling it everyone who isn't staff. I've had family members calling in asking for staff you know, asking for staff schedules, people, husbands, their mamas, their daddies calling in for them. I'm like, what the hell is happening? If you don't work here, I don't want to talk to you. I'm like, what is it with y'all? I, I just do not get it. And of course, the obvious issue is y'all don't work for the company. Now, technically, it is not illegal to give out someone's schedule. I know most people say that a lot. Depending on where you live, I guess, where I live, is not illegal. But it makes me uncomfortable. It is creepy. Because I think two things. One, I think you're going to be a stalker. Or two, I think you're trying to confront somebody and you're trying to fight. Those are just the things that pop in my mind. When someone is like, what time does so-and-so work? Huh? You're either stalking them or you're trying to fight. That it is what it is, or you're trying to confront them. Something that's not positive is going to happen out of this. You never call to say, what time is so-and-so in? Because I want to give them a good gift. I mean, it happens once every four years, but it's not something that I hear, you know, regularly. So whenever people ask me or say those things, and my rebuttal is, well, that's just not our company policy. Now, I hate when it's always that asshole that goes, well, where is it written down at? And, of course, my rebuttal is... Well, there's no policy about peeing on the floor either that's written down, but we know that's something that we don't do. Some things are not just written down. You can't write every single minute thing down. And in general, we do not give our schedules to people that do not work here or is that person specifically. So let me explain to you what has happened. Now, I'll go with the first one. I spoke with this parent, um, this this father about a situation and he had 99 concerns most of it was bullshit and it had nothing to really even do with us but one there's a couple tidbit things that he said in there that i was like okay i can agree with you on that one and we you know owned it you know we can do better on that one but one of the things was like so i need to know what the director's schedule is wait what what i'm not sir my, my rebuttal was, well, sir, I will not be giving you that information as that schedule is something that is only um, known to the staff working at that school. Of course, he got really upset with me. Well, I need to know. No, you don't. This is like a Karen situation. No, you're not going to tell me. You're not going to get me to tell you. And I mean, eventually he hung up on me because he got upset with me because I wasn't giving him what he wanted. And of course, with my customer service, I called back. And he did not answer. And then I left a message saying, hey, Mr. You know, his name. 
Um, this is Jared calling from my school. And unfortunately, somehow we were disconnected. So I just wanted to call you back and follow up with our conversation. I'm still waiting on that phone call back. But he talked about me to everybody else, though. I will say that he did say my name in other ways. But what I guess I didn't understand is why do you need to know someone's schedule? That has nothing to do with what we're talking about in the conversation. That's just being nosy and it makes me uncomfortable. Then I had another situation with <laughs> with a staff member's husband calling in. I'm going to read the messages to you because I want to make sure that I'm reading them correctly. So this happened over the weekend. This was about two weeks ago. And I get these text messages. It's a Saturday night. And there's another part to the story that I'm not going to tell you all. I'll give you that on another, another episode. But the manager screenshots, the director screenshots the text messages to me. And this is what a teacher's husband wrote in. What text message in. He said, quote, my wife cannot work till 6.30 because of my schedule, nor will she be able to work on Fridays anymore. I will have her talk to you. My wife will not be working herself in her current condition. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a good evening. His name. There's a lot wrong with that. First off, why is she not you know, reaching out to her school. Why is he reaching out to the school? It was lots of weird things with that. But the manager responded and said, your wife needs to have a conversation with the director when she's scheduled next. Fair, good response. Now, let me read y'all the response. My wife will have no problem doing that at all. She's not feeling well, so how about I just make my wife put in her notice. She don't have to work at all. I supply her needs and wants, so her king has spoken. Y'all, when I read that, I was done. I see. <laughs> it was one of those messages where after I read it, I just said nothing. I There was nothing left to say. And... By director of Texas said, well, do we have to keep her on since her king has spoken? Oh, I will never forget that ever. And of course, I said yes, because we have not spoken to her. So we will um, keep her on the schedule. And then it will look like a no call, no show when she comes in, because obviously there's nothing wrong. And then she decides to text the director on something that has nothing to even do with this conversation, which I said is another conversation for later. And still never mention her schedule. And I'm thinking, why was she just not, why is her husband, like it just didn't make sense to me. Then I had an incident the other day where I'm at a school and one of the teachers was supposed to be in at one. And some of the teachers were getting off. It was just a schedule change happening. And I'm like, well, where's so-and-so? And they're like, well, she's supposed to be in at 1, but she'll be in at 2.30. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to stay for a little bit because I was coming to do something. I had a purpose for coming. 
but I seen what was going on and I said, you know what, I'll step in and help. I'll stay up front. I kind of dispersed everybody to where they needed to go until they can, until I got it figured out. So she's supposed to be in at one. They said that she called and said she was running late and she was going to be there at 2.30. Cool. 2.30 comes. 2.30 goes. I didn't even realize it till a little bit after 3. And I'm like, where is so-and-so? So then I call. I'm like, where's, you know, I call someone. I'm like, where's, you know, this said teacher? I don't know. They reach out to her. No response. No answer. No anything. Oh, okay. So I said, okay, anyway, we're going to figure it out. So I had to about 15, 20 minutes make sure everybody was in ratio. Everything was good. Parents are starting to pick up. Get everybody out. Okay, I'm gone. I'm out. Y'all have a good day. See y'all later. So the next day I came back to that school. And then I asked the director. I said, what happened to, you know, said teacher? And she looks at me. She's like, oh, let me tell you. She said, I eventually reached out to her, which if you know anything about me, I don't believe in reaching out to people that don't come to work because you made your decisions. But she said she reached out to her and she said that she overslept. So I'm trying to connect the dots in my head. And I said, okay. She was supposed to be in at 1 and she called in at 2.30 and then she overslept, which lets me know that she called in to work because she wanted to take a nap. Gotcha. Figured that out. Then my next thing was, if you overslept, why didn't you just... I know you didn't sleep to the close of the school. And I know that school closes. I mean, you've had about another six, seven hours. I'm like, unless you went to bed, bed. So I said to myself, hmm, why didn't she just call in? So I asked. And she said, I said the same thing. The teacher's response was, well, I just figured it was too late. Okay, cool. Well, this looks like a no call, no show. And we don't play that. So no call, no show. You're just not coming in. You're just done. Well, next thing you know, her dad starts responding and gets in and, well, you need to give her another chance and hold up, hold up. Cause I need to, sir, sir, sir. I told the director when he started talking, when she started talking to the father, I was like, he does not work for the company. Do not have any more further conversation with him in that conversation now. What is it with people having other people talk for them, people that don't work here. I'm like, what? I just don't understand. It just feels like everyone who isn't staff wants to somewhat have an opinion and, and work. I, I just don't get it. But that has been my experience over the three week, over the last three weeks. So if you know someone that needs to hear this and is going through the same thing, send them this episode and we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best practices for high quality preschool, after school, and enrichment programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best Practices for High-Quality Preschool, After-School, and Enrichment Programs by Jared Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. How does your school operate? And the reason I'm asking is because in my book, Best Practices for High-Quality Preschool, After-School, and Enrichment Programs, which you can find on Amazon.com, 
I kind of go over some of the things about your school operations and how it should run. And your school should have policies and procedures for managing your day-to-day -day operations. There should be some form of written, and notice I use the word written, not word of mouth, but written operation manual for review when questions arise throughout the day or questions that arise throughout the week so that everyone is reading and seeing the exact same thing because when you do word of mouth, it changes. It becomes the telephone game where it has someone said this and next thing you know, it's turned into five different things. And you know, your day-to-day -day operation should include, you know, front office information, your enrollment procedures, classroom expectations, staff expectancy, um, among other things that should be in there. Because I've worked at schools that have, have very well-written procedures. And I worked at schools where, and in programs, where the word of, it was like a word of mouth policy. It was, it was pretty horrible. I can say places that didn't have written kind of information, either I did them or ended up leaving because it was, it creates drama. And anyone that knows me, I don't like work drama. And when it becomes, well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said this, and that becomes the thing every day is exhausting. And it's just not for me. So I'm all about a school operation policy, how things run. Because within the book, I do give some gems on what these goals should be and also how to achieve these goals. So take a look at that. Like I said, you can order it off Amazon and read it and actually give me some good feedback and let me know what you think. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So I decided to write a helpful guide, best practices for center program and activity directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. As always, I want you all to have a great week and think about your school operations. And for a laugh, think about all the non-staff that you have and how you have to navigate them throughout the week. And I'll talk to you all later. Bye. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.